Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman, along with my co-host, Mitch Glenn. How about that? Look at that. I am still alive. Mitch is, uh, <laughs> uh, besides doing so many other things, he's also the owner of uh, Pico Lures. Yep. And, uh, and so this is peak time for, uh, for crankbait fishing, for, uh, for, for pulling and pushing That's for right. crappie. The hotter the water gets, the better it gets. It's hot. It it's we we've reached maturity on that point. <laughs> you think we're hot enough, yeah. huh? <laughs> when you walk outside at eight o'clock in the morning, the heat index one hundred and one. We're there. That's right. That's that's cooking pretty good. So we're gonna get some tips on um, on uh, pulling, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna tell us uh, a little secret he has about a couple uh, new colors he's yeah. got coming out. So we're. We're interested in seeing what it looks like. I have not seen it myself, so yeah. uh, well, you almost I, got to. I just forgot I, to bring it. There you go. <laughs> I have seen the other one, and we'll give you a little background on the reason why I saw the other one. Yeah, uh, but uh, but to tell us what do you, what would you say the number one tip is for for pulling for pulling crankbaits for today? Pull, pulling crankbaits, a battery powered fan. Yeah, <laughs> two of them because <laughs> you're going to run yeah. a battery's dead on one <laughs> that, that big, a big shade huh? yeah oh yeah that shade big boony hat battery powered fan blowing in your face lots so, of ice so if you haven't done it before oh you man, know if you haven't done it before i mean just start with basics so, how do so they I know how helped, much line to guy, let off i just helped a guy out here the other day okay. this is real fresh on the line like 18 hours ago okay wanted to do it so, step number one, put a bait in the water. If you're in a 20-foot boat and you want to know how far back your boat is, use that for a measurement. Okay. So, stand in the front, let, let your bait back to the back from your rod trip, then go back there and do it again. Now, you got 40-foot of line out. Right now, probably need to start at 60 up right. here. And so, do it a third time. Now, you've got 60-foot of line out. Put your rod in the holder to where it's you don't have twenty foot of line between you and the water. Right. That's the biggest mistake I see people make. They let sixty foot of line out, put the rod in the rod holder, straight up and down. Well, right. there's fifty feet of it isn't in the water yet. Right. Your your line distance out doesn't start until the water line gets in the water. Right. So use that as i mean if you, if you can put it on an angle where it's 10 foot till it hits the water we'll give it another 10 foot now you know you're roughly 60 feet right so i mean you can you can spend as much money on electronics and reels and depth charts and all this stuff as you want but that's going to get you down there 15 foot right depending on your line 12 foot 15 foot something right. like that so now if you've got a depth finder you need to have a depth finder. Uh, just a mediocre depth finder that can show you a school of shad in the water column. Right. And your speed. Your speed. Okay. You need to move at least 1.4 miles an hour. And uh, if you're seeing shad in the water column in that 10 to 15 foot zone, you know you got your bait somewhere in there where the fish are. If they're down deeper than that, let some more line out. Right. If they're up shallower than that, crank some line in. Get your bait somewhere in that zone. This time of year, those fish aren't in a little school around a tree stump somewhere. They're out roaming around. They're, fish is a cold-blooded creature. Hotter he gets, the more he's got to eat to right. stay alive. So they're out there roaming around, chomping on stuff. And if you got a 
crankbait going by. Hey, they're going to go over there and at least look at it. And they ain't got no right. thumbs, so they generally put right. it in their mouth. You know, Water temperature is 88 degrees, so I'd yeah. say the metabolism of the it, crappie is up pretty it's high. It's cranked up there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad the fisherman can't keep his cranked up that high. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty warm. So, uh, so that sets us up with the distances there. When it comes to uh, rod, reels, and fishing line that – that you start looking at when you're starting to, uh, you know, pull crankbaits or push crankbaits? Right. Well, the generally accepted line is something that's everybody says 10-pound test, and that's because of the diameter. Uh-huh. That's where most people base uh, their depth charts and everything on the diameter of 10-pound test line. Right. So it's generally people are running 10- and 12-pound test line. Uh, personally, I've turned a lot of people on to this, and uh, – uh, nothing against monofilament line, but if you'll right. if you'll use a thirty pound braid, you got ten pound diameter, or maybe even a little smaller. Uh-huh. And, but you got a thirty pound test, right? So now, if that thing hits a rock or a stump or something like that, you can thumb that spool, and you might break a barb off your hook, or you might break the bait off. But the baits float, so next pass That's through there, just kind of keep your eye out for it, you know. That's right. But it. That way you don't just go snap and be done with it, you know. Right. So you can, you can retrieve more baits that way. Plus, it's just um, we have walleye in this lake. Right. Every now and then you get hold of a walleye and they engulf one of them. They got teeth. Yeah, they do. You, you'll lose some baits that way. Yeah. But you'll end up catching some gar that way too. It might have broke you off and you, when you wished yeah. they had of, you know. <laughs> those gar, we got plenty of gar. Yeah. A lot of those they're on places. Post, they're on our pro staff. A lot of the, yeah, they are, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? A lo- and a lot of those Mississippi lakes, they're full of gar too, oh, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They got some of those with a little short wide bills down there too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Those, those people, yeah. They're full of them down that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so let's get down to lure color, okay. lure color and lure selection. So we, we hey man, just we happened got, to bring a couple over you, just, we to, got you covered. It's just a, to show, but, but 40 different colors in, uh, the deep diver, the IMT right. yep. and then, uh, 14 different colors in the, in the square, um, bill. square bills. And so, uh, where do you start? I mean, 40 colors here, you show yeah. up and you, you got them all. Yeah. Like maybe you, there are people out there that have 40 different colored Pico lures and six of each, you know, they got lots, but yeah. you show up and you have any color you want in your tackle box. You're in the summer now. If, what are you going to Right. If we on? was going out there tomorrow, I'm going to yep. get sh- various shad patterns on. Okay. And we'll get like the awesomes and the purple back splatters and the lineback um, pearl, uh-huh. you know, various shades of, of shad. Right. And, it, you know, if I'm running eight rods, I'm probably going to have eight different colors of baits. Right. And if I'm noticing that Purple Pearl and Simply Awesome are both getting hit, I'm going to start getting some more pearl or purple colored baits right. in the water. If it just seems to be like anything that's got white on it, then I'm going to get in some Christmas trees. And, right. And if I don't know any color that works i've got wonder bread it's got a little bit of everything on it and believe me dude they'll they'll bite it just for spite i think they think it's got a slice of peanut butter on its belly or something wonder bread uh has that look of like the loaf of 
loaf of bread, like Wonder a, Bread. It's, it's, it's the reason that, it's called Wonder that, Bread. Yeah, that branding color, and yeah. so that. Uh, but that you know, tangled up with really it there is, a, is another one that would yeah. go in the water at the same time. That's sexy shad. I mean, there's no time ever that it don't work. So just you know, kind of shad pattern, light colored baits, and what have you. Uh, in the mornings, I wouldn't hesitate to put on like a dark purple splatter or even an orange right. splatter or something like that before the sun gets up bright. Because when you've got, you know, low sun angles and kind of overcast, maybe a foggy morning or something, that right. the water that gives them a darker bait to find in the water. Uh-huh. So how about mirrors? When do you start using mirrors? How do you know when to start uh, those mirrors? Is that more of a summer pattern or what? <sighs> Because you have three different colors of yeah. mirror. You got that, that chrome and blue, right. you got chrome and black, I, and then you got clown color. Yeah. I, I'm going to say there's no time not to use that. Uh-huh. That work, that'll work year-round. Um, what I've what I found, especially in Mississippi, you get on the water at the crack of dawn. Right. And um, you can put chrome blue, chrome black, and chrome, and chrome clown all out. And the chrome black will get bit. And as it starts to brighten up, the chrome clown will get bit. You'll right. never get bit on chrome blue until the sun hits the water. After uh-huh. the sun hits the water, it's the only chrome color that will work down there. Wow. So there's really, I mean, those all three of those have got their place. If it was a cloudy, rainy day, chrome black's probably your go-to choice. Right. If it's, uh, you know, early morning, it's light, but it's not really heavy overcast or anything. Then Chrome Clown works all day. And I think Chrome Clown works a little better in cooler water, too. Uh-huh. It's more of a cooler water thing. But Chrome Blue, there's there's no wrong time to put that in the water. Right. And so that takes us to uh, two new colors. Yeah. You got two new colors. Yeah. And people have been, all the time people ask me, when yeah. you get new colors? Well, when first, you get new first colors? thing everybody wants to know is when you're going to get the rest of the new colors back in stock. So... Right. Uh, I had no idea those five new colors would be such a hit this year, but man, they left. Yeah, they were hot, weren't they? Yes, they were. Beach ball un- Beach. is phenomenal. Beach I ball. hate to say that over that, and over again. That right there was Wonder Bread. I sold out a beach ball on, and the day after sold out of that one. I mean, yeah, it just Wonder bam, bread. bam. Christmas tree. Christmas trees on was on fire until I ran out. You know. And this is probably another bait right here. Yeah, <laughs> orange back, yeah. chartreuse sides, kind of a transparent There's just look. almost no time in the world to not throw that bait. Right. You know, I mean, it's smallmouth, white bass, you name it. They're, they're going to eat that thing. Yeah. So in, in conjunction with that, we're going to do a kind of an Ozark shad kind of a base bait that's kind of right. translucent like that. That's right. And... Uh, it's we're gonna call it money, paycheck, paycheck. Yeah, paycheck. Because when you're using it, it's as good as getting it's, a paycheck. It's, it's it's getting bit. It uh, it's got that transparent, transparent silver sheen on the side, a transparent chartreuse on the belly, and a yep. transparent. I mean, matches a gizzard shad blue back on it. Yeah, blue, kind of a touch of purple yep, in there a little yep, bit. It is. The history behind that, give them a shout yep. out. Is uh, my son in law Joy yep. actually yep. painted that? We've been making uh, jerk baits that that yep. color pattern, and we just catching the fire out of them. And so you have to keep this bait wrapped in a paper towel inside of a shoebox when it's in your boat, because if you dropped it on the side of the boat, something's going to grab it and run off with it. Yeah, it's quite a it's, it's quite a good looking 
Uh, it's an awesome looking bait. It is. We especially expect, for what we got. I expect those to be finished around mid October. Yeah, that's yep. that's going to be the deal. And then what's the other color? New color. Well, we haven't really settled on a firm name yet, but it's right. a, it's a Doug Wynn invention Uh-oh. from over in Mississippi or right. from I'm sorry Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yep. he has he has it works in Mississippi really well too. Right. He has he has run the gamut on that thing from Illinois all the way through Mississippi and everywhere wow. he's put that bait, and it's it's another version of a of a green and black kind of a bluegill crawfish sunfish uh-huh. hybrid type of a bait. And believe me, I've watched it catch fish for the last three years. Wow! So it's it it's another bait. That Did works. he use that down in uh, Grenada? Yeah, during your tournament? No, he uh, him and his partner placed really high on that though in a tournament. Oh, before right. that. So yeah. by the time we got down there, I mean, this is why you got to have forty colors of crankbaits. Okay, right? We get down there for that tournament that I was fishing with him in, and. It, in practice, anything it looked like a shad to get bit. In particular, Christmas tree was getting bit really good. Right, and uh, just anywhere you want to go, if you want to check, make sure those fish would bite. Yeah, you know, put Christmas tree in there. Yeah, they'll bite that. Next day we go out, but I noticed toward the end of the last practice day that simply awesome was getting bit pretty good. Right, so we go out the next day, and uh, I put two simply awesomes out, and uh, and a Christmas tree. And my partner put out, I think, a Christmas tree, a purple pearl, which is very close. And I think one of the Wonder Breads, you know, Shad Pattern right. The only thing that get bit is simply awesome. Wow. And I ended up putting a purple pearl shad right beside the awesome. And they'd still bite the all. They wanted just that touch of chartreuse on the belly. Right. Other than that, it's almost the same bait. Yeah. But it's got yeah. that little chartreuse flash to it. And I think out of, uh, I know out of the five that we that we weighed, four of those come on the Simply Awesome. Wow. And out of 15 that we caught, I'm going to say probably 12 of those come on Awesome. Yeah, that was out of uh, Crankfest, out of that's, Grenada, yeah, Mississippi. Great, Grenada Crankfest, yeah. Yeah, big fish down there. Yeah, I got to see some when I got to weigh in. There you go. <laughs> got to see some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, snap? Swivel, sw- a barrel swivel, and a snap. What do you use? I prefer just a snap. Okay. Yep. All right. You, if you'll put 30-pound mono or 30-pound braid on and just put a okay. number two snap on it. Okay. And uh, you don't have to worry about leader lines, none of that stuff. I know I've used the little barrel swivels, but barrel okay. snap swivels before. Right. They work. If you're in a place that gets some pine needles or some trash in it, I think they hang that a little bit more so than just a plain snap. Okay. So, uh, just a plain snap. You can switch baits in and out, in and out, in and out all the time. Mm-hmm. And this spring, when you get ready to go spider rigging, you can take a bait off that snap. Use the same rod and reel on the same snap and everything. Snap a, a uh, weight on there, put a little line on there, and you can push a crankbait or go spider rigging. Yeah. Makes it easy enough. Yep. Especially when you're half blind and you hate tying yeah. knots. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, square bill and deep diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you probably aren't using a square bill to long line with, right? Uh, That's a different presentation. No, really. Uh, it's kind of starting to become a thing. Um, what 
what you'll notice, and I've seen this year, year in and year out down there in Mississippi. Right. As uh, you go out first things in the morning, and the shad are on the surface, and the and the crappie are busting them like bass would. Right. At that for that little magic fifteen minute spell in there, you you don't even need you don't even need a weight on those. You can let those out because they're going right. to run in that three or four foot zone where all the shad are. I see. And then they won't anymore because the fish will go down. Right. And uh, that's part, partly due to boat traffic and the sun beating on them and everything else. But the shad will go down. The fish will go down underneath the shad. So when that happens, it's time to get your INTs out or put a three-ounce weight on that. Right. And, and adjust as you go down and push it off the front of the boat. Uh-huh. Now, as the day rolls on, early afternoon – you'll start noticing that you're catching a lot of catfish down there. This happened right. to me so many times I can pattern it. When you start catching catfish, you're fishing underneath the crappie. Right. So you once you get these things cranked up to where you're only running 20-foot of line out behind your right behind your planer board or whatever, it's probably a pretty good time to go back to running a square bill. Right. We, the year before last, we caught, <laughs> we, we caught a couple of crappie trying to let – 30 or 40 feet of line out behind the boat. The thing's running two foot deep at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And, and you just end up having to set the hook with your hand and get the rod and reel them in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there's plenty of opportunity for those. Right. Yep, it's uh, And a lot of the shallower lakes, you know, we've been to a few of them where, the, you know, the average depth is six foot or something like that. If I was going to go to Conway and try to catch a fish on a crankbait, which I probably will never do, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but that would that would be your bait of choice on Conway. You know, yep. those, those types of lakes. That takes us to uh, tackle time. Tackle time sponsored by Pico Lures, hey, so that, that makes it easy enough. Yep. So, uh, what what else can you add about the the crankbaits? They're coming with red hooks. They're still coming with they red got hooks. Red hooks. Yep. That's, um, that was a demand, right? Yeah. That was angler demand. That's what the crappie fishermen want. That's what, uh, obviously, the crappie want it because the crappie fishermen want it. And, you know, that's just what we got. That's We have to we get the best red hook we can get. I mean, that's, right. you, these are kind of beat-up-looking baits you got, and they still got red on them. So. Yeah. That's because they <laughs> yeah. catch fish. I yeah, use them to catch yeah, fish. There's a reason so. why they got tooth marks on them, right? That's right. If yep. they're in that box there, that's a trolling box right there, uh, different yep. colors. I don't know. We just uh, let you know that we've got, we're now carrying the Vanguard line of uh, right. terminal tackle. So you can get your braided line, you can get your snaps, you can get barrel swivels, whatever you need there. Uh, we've got weights of all sorts and sizes and, and uh, hooks and bobbers and whatever you need to go crappie fishing, we got. There you go. There you have it. That that does it for tackle time, but it it that does it for us. Uh, yep. If they wanted to find out more about Pico Lures, where would they go, man? Hey, com. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Like I always like to end the show. Always good to have you on the show, too. Yeah. Uh, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water. Yeah.